Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you are listening to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Each and every week we bring you a woman who can help you in so many ways, in so many areas of your life. You know, I've talked to, to so many of these women, these exceptional women, and you know, a few years ago I invited some of them to co-author a book. This is so exciting. We are finally going to have it released. It's going to be released. It's called Leading Women, 20 Influential Women Share Their Secrets to Leadership, Business, and Life. And it's going to be available soon on Amazon and also uh, Barnes & Noble uh, websites. So we're very, very excited about that. But the most important thing that we've learned that can help you is our sisters help us to achieve our purpose and help us to embrace the power to make a difference in our world. So um, today I'm very excited to talk talk about one of those sisters, one of my co-authors, and it's Dr. Brute Regine. So she's she's busy as a coach, a speaker, and an international author and speaker. She does it all. And her famous book is the award-winning Iron Butterflies, Women Transforming Themselves and the World. And that's what she's been doing all along. These, she keeps finding and making such a difference in the world, and I'm so excited and so, so pleased and proud to have her as a co-author in the Leading Woman book. Now, Brute draws on her research she did while she wrote Iron Butterflies. And for her essay in the book, Leading Women, her essay is called Soft is the New Hard, the Hidden Power of Feminine Skills. So I want you to keep listening because we're going to talk more about Brute's work, her new work, and the power of feminine skills because we, you know what, we cannot deny how special these are. And she's showing us all these amazing ways to use those skills and those powers. So I'm very, very happy and very, very, very pleased to welcome Dr. Regine, to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women, and that she is. Well, welcome, Brute. We we were already starting a great conversation. I didn't want to miss any of it. Welcome. So glad you're here. <laughs> I'm glad to be here, too, Nancy. It's always oh, fun talking you. with you. Thank you. Well, we, we've been talking about something that's so very, very close to both of our hearts is that uh, this transformation that's going on with women or and the women that we are I'm so excited about bringing uh, you 20, us 20 women together, and uh, uh, we're going to talk about being iron butterflies, but I think this is the neatest thing to find and bring 20 butter, iron butterflies together for this book, Leading Women, so I'm so excited. I'm very excited. Well, it's women's collective power again, right? Absolutely. Well, we're going to talk about you because this is one of the things that uh, I was talking to my collective power of women, my power team of women, was to bring all my co-authors together and really interview and have conversations with you all about really why you're a part of this, this book. And I think, I think when people begin to really read and understand all of us that we really have come together and we really are all connected and it's really, each one of us is in our own way, are, we're, we're all just trying to help transform this world for women that they're able to to really find their power to, you said power with, but also to become that, that iron butterfly that we're going to talk about. But 
how important is your personal story and and why you do the things you do and what and how you're changing the world every day with the things that you're doing so t- t- tell us your story <laughs> well it's kind of a long story but you know one of the um i mean one of the key things for me is that we our culture actually has women disconnecting from vital parts of themselves in order to be accepted yeah uh they it gets to be encouraged and many women begin to think you know do i do i be honest do i tell my truth or do I try to be something for this relationship and sort of like that's a crazy question because if you're not yourself what kind of relationship is it but anyway for me something that had been disconnected from me was uh, my desire to be a writer although I I always wrote there was a sort of dissociated aspect of myself once I got involved with um, work at Harvard with the Harvard project on the development of girls and the psychology of women that's when I reconnected to wanting to write that led me to writing a book with um, Roger Lewin, who is now my husband. He wasn't then. And it was, it was the soul at work, embracing complexity science for business success. And it was really, because uh, I was really fascinated with uh, complexity science, and Roger had written one of the first books on it. And the business world was really interested in it. You know, fortunately, they have a very, most, many companies just have a very short attention span. You know, it's like the latest fad. Sure. Um, but there's a lot of power in, in the science. Anyway, so, that, so we wrote this book. At the end of that, I realized that um, most of the people we had spoken to were men, and they had what I called, you know, had embraced a more feminine side, you know, that they'd also thought of, you know, relationships as really important, as, as equally as, as important as, you know, achieving goals. Um, and so I decided, you know, what does this balance look like in women? And that's then that led me to writing Iron Butterflies, Women Transforming Themselves in the World, where I spoke to 60 women from eight countries. It started out as business women, then it branched out to many different walks of life, you know, from a Nobel Peace Prize winner to CEOs to artists to a winemaker. Um, so, and that was obviously a very difficult project to pursue. <laughs> yeah, know, women, in sure. Tuscany, but <laughs> so, oh, you mean um, Tuscany, that's not so hard. So, okay, but, I got it. <laughs> no, no, not so. <laughs> no, that wasn't too hard a, a, a job. What I saw, you know, was um, that these women had this dynamic balance between masculine and feminine skills, but that a key to their uh, their leadership abilities and their uh, their p- impact as leaders was in how they dealt with vulnerability, and this was a big eye opener for me because that would be the last word I would use to describe these women. And if you think about how you deal with vulnerability in yourself and with others, it has not only defined your character, but it does a lot in defining your leadership style. So I wrote the book and spent time giving, you know, giving lots of talks and promoting it. And you know, it was, it was exciting to see women be excited by the message that I was giving about the power of feminine skills and in our interconnected and interdependent world. And and yet I realized that. How do we sustain that enthusiasm? They're going to go yeah. back to their workplace. You know, it's going to be the same old, same or, or how Or how do we that define it in behavior that really they can understand and, and society will accept and understand as well? Right. Well, part of it is embracing it yourself and recognizing yeah. what skills you do have that are powerful that are not being recognized or appreciated in the workplace, but also recognizing what you have to offer. You know, yeah. you know, most women, I mean, the biggest obstacle towards women's leadership is their self-confidence, really. 
Yeah. And there's a reason for that because a lot of what they actually have to offer is either taken for granted or marginalized or not even acknowledged. Yeah, lack of support or, and oftentimes lack of support from other women. Oh, big time. The, yeah. You know, and, and because a lot of the women who who actually, and it's changing, you can see the tide changing. It's been very exciting because to see the momentum starting to move in that direction because, you know, a lot of the women before who had positions of power actually got it by proving themselves man enough for the job. But right. that they, they was at a great personal cost for themselves. You know, they had to, again, dissociate from aspects of themselves. You know, mm-hmm. the th- tricky thing about dissociation is that, you know, you disconnect from something that's vital to who you are, but then after a while you forget that you disconnected, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so you don't even know you're disconnected. Yeah. So that's yeah. partly why the women weren't and haven't been the greatest supporters with each other. Yeah. Well, I I remember having to wear I remember having to wear what they call power suits like men. You know, thinking that that would yeah. be that would be the thing to do. I mean, I I still remember wearing a suit and a tie working in a system that really was very male dominated and that thinking that that's the best way that I could be uh, become visible instead of feeling invisible or dismissed was to, uh, you know, like you said, we, you said it earlier, by becoming more manly instead of beco- becoming more feminine and using those skills. Right. So, but I, you know, one of the things I really struggled with, and I, it's still a bugaboo for me in writing the book, is this the split between masculine and feminine. You know, that, in fact, you know, masculine skills of being, let's say, you know, uh, dis- decisive and goal-directed, and women and feminine skills being sort of empathic and relational. You know, it's not that men and men are decisive and women are caring. Women are decisive and men are caring too. So they're really actually human skills, you know. I mean, but what happened in, in a patriarchal culture is that certain skills, such as goal-directed and decisive, have been uh, deemed as masculine. Uh, and in a, in a male-dominated world, they they override and supersede what has been deemed as feminine. And yeah. so and so I felt like part of my work was to try to bring some balance because the masculine was so predominant that, you know, we have to amplify the feminine. But ultimately the goal really isn't that they're masculine and feminine. They're actually human skills, you know, that yeah. we all have. Uh, and a lot of this isn't about what's innate in us. It's all been enculturation. So... But and also, so I so I decided to start these um, Iron Butterfly Power Circles. You know, I, I've written a manual, you know, a, a reading guide. You know, so using, basically using my book. Whether you whether you like what I have to say or not, I cover important topics. You know, and if you and if you go through the book with you these, know, well, uh, I think one guide, of the things you, you, will, you know, Barucha, I think the most important thing that you have ha- have done is to identify what an Iron Butterfly is. I mean, and I just said that earlier, I think that, you know, what's great is finding 20 women to come together. But I think by defining that and have, having women to really uh, really look at themselves and say, who am I? Do I fit this category? And yeah. if not, what's going on in my life that's discouraging me from becoming an iron butterfly? Because that's a positive. You know, and, and just talk about yeah. that for a minute because I think those power circles are definitely good as far as continuing to grow those skills or know those skills, but yet a lot of women really don't understand it because we're not, we're not teaching and training women about good leadership skills. We're still not, especially if we're confused about what's male and what's female. For example, a man will go in and, and 
apply for a position that he doesn't necessarily have all the training or the expertise. A woman will wait until she gets all the training and the expertise, and then she'll go and get the job. The thing is, is that you know you're you're talking about that confidence that uh, is so very yeah. important. I think it really is about women's confidence. But how you know by becoming an iron butterfly, it's really because you are becoming a confident human being, isn't it? Yes, and it's because you're bracing and confident in the sense that you are integrating all aspects of yourself. And you're yeah. comfortable with who you are, and you're the same person in all contexts. You yeah. know, it's not like you're, oh, I'm going to be this at work and this at home. You 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 bring your whole self to the place. Yeah, you know, and I was listening to a, a speaker, a woman, not too long ago, and she says it really is about being your authentic self, and this is something that a lot of women don't know who that is. You know, in other words. Right. I think, unfortunately, young women are looking around for good mentors, good role models, and, you know, we, we want women in leadership roles, but we're looking at women and we're going, where are they, you know? Who are they yeah, and so where are they? Yeah. And we see women like Hillary Clinton who's running for president, and they rip her down one side and rip her down the other. So so it really is scary for young women, especially to st- – I mean, and leadership, I think, also goes into the respect of uh, leadership in your in your community, leadership in your home, leadership in your church. I mean, there's we're not talking about necessarily running for politics. We're running. We're talking about women being able to speak up and and share their views and share their talents and their passion and, and their purpose and everything else. So, but for you again, you know, an iron butterfly. How important it is. Yeah, but an iron butterfly is what? Just define that, because I think that's what women need to understand. To be an iron butterfly, what do they need to do? Well, I think it's really um, it's employing all your skills and, and giving them equal worth. So uh, it's not just about saying I'm, I'm decisive or goal-directed, but it's also being able to say I have, my relational intelligence really serves me and empathy serves me. I embrace my intuition, all of these that are often regarded is not as powerful, actually, in our interconnected world, are very, very powerful. So it's really recognizing that things are changing, that yeah. our world is changing, and the very things that have marginalized women are now the very things that empower them to lead. Yeah. But they have yeah. to recognize that these are powerful skills first, and that you don't have to do it alone. Right. You know, that, in fact, you know, the, that's the point, that's why it's Iron Butterflies, is because we have to join together, you know, and, and stand up for these values and these these beliefs and make sure that we are heard. Yeah, and th- this is what and we're both, things is, uh, both how- doing this, actually. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's all this has been about for both of us is bringing together that collective group of talents, that passion, that purpose, that drives to make a difference and to, to really be be heard and understood is by bringing people together, women together, to really yeah. uh, celebrate that, to really acknowledge and celebrate those those feminine skills, as you call them. Yeah, that's right. I mean, in all of the skills that we have, yes, that's right. I mean, because the other thing is that you're talking about uh, developing leadership. Well, so one of the one of the things is these power circles, women in circle with each other. You know, like I said, there's this whole program, actually I'm doing a pilot project where we're going to train people to lead these groups. But out of that also came, I've been working with mothers and preteen daughters right now. Uh-huh. Uh, and this is where, you know, it's sort of starting early. Earlier with, the better. With, uh, and, sort of a, and I'd call it a mother-daughter revolution. It's what girls get to be their authentic self already 
you know, preteens and teenagers, they hit the culture and, they, they, and they, the idea of them being the good girl, bad girl really sits in. And then they really actually, studies show how much girls do struggle. You know, should I, do I dare speak my truth or, or, or should I not know my truth in order to be liked, do you know? Yeah. And yeah. so they get to they get to be in circle with other girls and be more authentic. The mothers get to have support and explore their own. And actually, the interesting thing was that mothers are often in their own transition. They're in their forties often when their girls are preteens, and so they're asking a big question. So they have a community of mothers to share their wisdom with, and then all of them are in a community of other mothers and daughters. So it can be very powerful. And as we were saying earlier. Um, one of the things that's different about these power circles is because there's a lot of empowerment girl stuff going on right now, which is absolutely fantastic. Um, but part of my criticism of some of these is, again, this overemphasis on what is regarded as masculine about being independent, autonomous, and you know, individuality. All those get overstressed as maturity, and and the at the cost of the nurturing and the uh, and the caring and the relational abilities. Um, yeah. And so yeah. part of the message of this group is really, you know, it's not just about develop, becoming more independent. That's not just your only task of adolescence. The other is learning to be interdependent because at the very time, your your connections with your parents and everybody is beginning to change. Yeah, and that's a really important skill to know how to transform connections and strengthen yeah. connections on from where you are. Yeah. Well, you know, the whole thing boils down to the fact that, you know, we really have to get through, get past or understand the gender bias that continues to go on in our society and, and really help, as you said, the earlier the better is, you know, all these unique t- talents and abilities that we're born with. You know, I was, re- I can't remember, I was talking to one of my other guests and she had said, you know, her research has shown that girls at nine have good self-esteem. They have good self-image. They have good body image. They oh, have yeah. Confidence, but yeah. slowly but surely, what happens is these young women, these young girls, by the time they become teens and then young women, have lost that because it's been drummed out of them. Yes. Uh, because the market, the media, shows them images and, and compares them to things that are impossible for them to even measure up to, and says, if you want to be loved and if you want to be happy, here yeah. are the things that you need. And little princesses are out there still looking for Prince Charming. So, you know, I think this is where we, we as educators, have an opportunity to continue to educate young girls and, and their mothers about being their true selves and that who they are is very special. And so they do have that self-confidence to speak out and to, to take on whatever roles they choose to. To, to make a difference in the world. So, you know, it's it is it's a it's a daunting task to me in in the year this year 2014. Sometimes I get discouraged, other times I think, gee, we're really making headway. But again, I think there's more and more young women out there and there's girls that there's fertile ground for us all to be successful, to help women to understand feminine is hard, but yet still beautiful yet strong and you know, strong but soft, and fem- these feminine mystiques, these feminine things that are so special about us, and, and that women, we do really get the big picture. 
you know, we're great about building teams of people and collaborating and communicating. And, I mean, this is why we're, we are successful in so many, many areas, but yet we don't, we don't accept it or we don't, you know, receive the acknowledgement for those skills. That's right. And it is, it's about, it's really a gestalt in many ways. It's bringing these things to the forefront that have been in the background that make things work, you know. Well, they've been there. It's just, you know, I was speaking to a group of women here a couple weeks ago, and I said, you know, I'm here to remind you. I'm not here to tell you anything, you know, and I think that's what's an important thing to say to women. It's not that I have something to tell you. It's something that I'd like to remind you of. The other thing is remind, but it's also... Uh, validate. I want to validate this in you as well. Right, but but again, we want to be that nine-year-old girl again. We need to be. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We all need to be that nine-year-old yeah, girl you, that was, <laughs> that felt good about herself, good well, self-image, good body image, good confidence, self-confidence. Well, that's the amazing well, thing about being with these girls because actually all that stuff starts to get resurrected in yourself. You start remembering what that time yeah. was like for you. You know, when did you start changing? And one of the things, like, you know, because I was with, you know, with working with Carol Gilligan, who's worked a lot with, you know, obviously teen girls. She did the groundbreaking work uh, with teen girls and uh, and her colleagues at that time. And um, one of the things they really recognized in the girls that was that uh, the voice, the voice of uh, disconnection was, I don't know. I mean, yeah. when, they were, when they were 9 and 10... They knew, but every year that phrase, I don't know, starts to come up more and more. So yeah. it's, it's something we can listen for as well. Yeah, well, they probably did know, but then it's probably easier to say I don't know because, <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I, this is this is something that we continue to say is what do you think? You know, go ahead and speak, you know, and, and really encourage young girls and all right. – whenever possible, to speak up and to talk in groups and to uh, to ask what their opinions and ideas are and, and to encourage that and say, great, thank you for sharing. You know, I think this is, I mean, your power circles are, are amazing. It sounds to me like this is, we've got to have more and more of these groups of young women and, and girls getting together and going, gee, what you've got to say is important. Who you are is important. But anyway, we're we're just getting we're still getting started. Every day is a new day, and we're not finished, as you know, Brew Day. <laughs> anyway, well, we're, what else would they yeah. you want people to know about you and what you're doing? And I know your power circles and your book, of course, is still so it's a award winning. You know, butterflies, iron butterflies, winning so many book awards. Iron butterflies, women transforming themselves in the world, and you, this is what you're doing. And I'm so. So happy and excited that you're part of the Leading Woman book. Well, so am I, and I hope you know. I like people to you know check, become part of the conversation for Iron Butterflies on Facebook, and then Iron Butterflies and Iron Caterpillars, which is the mother and daughter Facebook page, uh, and then we have Iron Butterflies Power Circle page as well. You know, and also this Twitter and my website, which is ironbutterflies.com. Um, yeah, it's really it, it's. Um, it's all about tipping point, too. It's building that momentum, building those connections, creating those webs of connections with women, you know, um, and realizing, you know, that when it's really also embracing the paradoxes within us, you know. It, so it, I'm not just masculine or feminine. I'm both, do you know. Yeah. Sort of, uh, yeah. I'm strong, yeah. and yet, you know, I'm really vulnerable. And, in fact, vulnerability, you actually have to have a certain degree of, you have to be strong in a way in order to be vulnerable. You know, yeah. people 
Uh, have to willing, have you have to be willing to be wrong and, and and accept that you're wrong. You know, we can't we can't learn until we yep. accept that we're we're wrong too. You know, I mean, not everything. Not that's why there's racers on pencils. I mean, the point is, yeah, uh, you know, and I think that's part of why women don't speak up because they're afraid of being wrong. Yeah, well, you know, that's the other thing. It's not just self confidence; it's about being willing to take some risks out there. Yeah, you know, take that take that risk. But again, you know, if it, especially in the workplace, you know, if you can find other women who feel the same way as you do, then take the risk together, you know, rather yeah. than just having to do it alone. Yeah. Well, more and more women are finding each other, and so we just need to keep encouraging that. And so uh, we're just going to keep pounding the pavement and getting more books out and uh, getting more information out there. But uh, I want to congratulate you on all the work that you're doing. Again, thank you so much for your support and, and being a part of this, this other project, Leading Women's. We're going to have a book launch, and we're going to do some things and get more information out there. But, I mean, one of the things, if you remember what I said when we first met, was that it's always been about, for me, uh, supporting women and what they're doing to make the difference in the world. And you're definitely one of those people. And so everything that you've done, you know, this is, this is the exciting part is when we can all come together and create this sisterhood of really making a difference for there are other sisters that are just starting to understand or just are still waiting to be reminded of all the power and the power to and the power they have to do so many things in this world. So thank you. You're going to hear more and more from us about the book launch, and I congratulate you on everything you're doing again, and I'll look forward to seeing you in person soon. Same here. Okay, and thanks for all that you're doing, Nancy. It's great work. Thank you so much. Well, I love it. I love doing it, and it's just a part of who I am. So let's keep going. Have a great day, Barute. Thank you so much for your time. Okay, same to you.